Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and our podcast. Hello and welcome to the first official episode of the fourth and out podcast. My name is George Evans and joining me again this week and every week, Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going? Hello, I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good. We've um, tried to get through some minor technical difficulties with getting this show on the road, but I think we're there now. I think we're there now. I think so far, off screen, this has gone well about as the Jets season, but we'll get through this, won't we? Jet, yeah, Jets and Jags, I think, will be exactly yeah. where, we could, where we could put this down to. But no, first official episode, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to getting through this. Yeah, should be good. Yeah, should be good. So just as a rundown for this episode, we'll be going through the the news and what's been going on in the NFL for the last week and doing a quick rundown of the NFC North and what each team needs, looking forward to the draft and for the upcoming 2021 season. We'll be doing this with all teams across all divisions in the next eight weeks um, and hoping to get some guests on to talk through it with us. We've got some good guests lined up so far. We have got some very good guests lined up so far in the upcoming weeks. Um, luckily, me and Liam just about know what we're talking about with the NFC North, with myself supporting the Chicago Bears and Liam being a Minnesota Vikings fan. So, yeah, I'm excited for this one. I What could go wrong talking about our own teams, eh? Exactly. It'll be good. But uh, should we get into the news first? Let's get on with it. Let's do it. So this week, the Pittsburgh Steelers have announced that Big Ben will return for another season, for the 2021 season. I must admit, this came as a surprise to me. Um, I really did think that Ben was gone. I thought that they'd cut him um, and save the space that they could with the cap, especially with the cap situation now going down to $180 million. Um, So what are your thoughts on this? I think it's the best quarterback they've got in the current situation. I think they've just got to roll with him and hope that he remains injury-free for another season. But if he will or not, that's a, another story for another podcast, I think. Well, that's the thing. I think their offensive line really struggled towards the end of last season. And all it takes with Ben is one hit. And we all know that. And one hit and he's gone for the season. I think it's a massive gamble bringing him back for another season when you've got um, a couple of, let's say, not world-beating quarterbacks in Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. But I think there's definitely a possibility there with those two playing that they could win the same amount of games with them as they could with Ben. I don't know. I, for me, I think Ben would win them more games. I think his experience, I think he would get them a few more games than maybe Haskins would. But the Steelers are a team built around defence primarily. And um, it seems to me that as long as you can get those skill position players on offence well, in the right positions that any quarterback can throw to him. Ben's not going to whip around 40, 50-yard bombs anymore. We saw Correct. that at the end of last season. It's just not going to happen. And if it requires a short you know, a short passing game, then 
I think Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins could do the same job that Ben could. I get so, the, go on. Do you think they should just cut Ben then? Do you think they just cut him and rock with it? I think so, yeah. I mean, it saves so much money with, you know, the cap space uh, in which they're struggling anyway. And then they can use that going forward to fix their offensive line, which, as I say, is a massive issue going forward. Um, and then look maybe towards the later round of the first round and getting a quarterback. So I'm going to counteract you here and say, do they stay with Big Ben, who could potentially win them 12 games and they could win the division and get in the playoffs? Do they just do that? Possibly. But then, I don't know, I think you get to a point with Pittsburgh that it always seems like they're reluctant to get rid of Big Ben because of what he's done in the past. But in the last 10 years, as we've spoken about before, you know, the Steelers haven't reached you know, the heights that they could with Ben in his peak. I don't believe they've been breached a Super Bowl in that time. You know, what's going to make this season any different if you're trying to contend for a Super Bowl? Yeah, you make a very good point. But then how well does Haskins know the offence? Because he's only effectively got four months to learn it. Well, then you could start with Mason Rudolph. I know, again, he's not particularly special. But in the in the Week 17 game against the Cleveland Browns, he wasn't terrible. He no, had quite, he wasn't. He had, he had quite a good game, and you know it might be worth starting Mason Rudolph in Week One if that's the case. He knows the team, he knows the offense. But how is he going to do over seventeen weeks opposed to one week against the Browns? I just think you've got to give him a chance, and you've got to give Haskins a chance. You know what Ben can do because he done it last season, and yeah, they went on an eleven-game winning streak, but that wasn't due to. Ben's magic. It wasn't like he was Aaron Rodgers. Defense. You know, it was their defense that was winning games, and they were doing just enough on offense to get the points on the board. But I, I don't see any reason that Pittsburgh go forward with Ben this season and expect anything different. I think I should keep with it. I think you give him one more year. Personally, I'm going to be opposite to you. This we normally agree on things, but I think if you're a Steelers fan, mm. you sort of go all in so to speak so let's say we go towards the 2021 season obviously we don't know what they're going to do in the draft what would you say would be a good season for the Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben saying he can play all 16 games playoffs yeah I don't know I don't know how far because it depends who you play and who your matchups are etc but I think a good season would be if they do better than the Ravens Bengals and Browns but then, so. yeah, it's just. But then, who do you play in the playoffs? Because if you played the Chiefs, what do you do? Like, but are you progressing as a team if you're the Steelers in getting to the same point that you got to last season and losing to the Cleveland Browns? If all you're trying to do again is compete for a playoff spot, you're not you're not pushing forward, and that's not what Pittsburgh fans want to see. They're expecting a team that competes for a Super Bowl. And I don't think that Big Ben anymore gives you that opportunity. So effectively, you think I should just cut their losses and move on? Yeah, I mean, I know it sounds tough. He's he's had a brilliant career in Pittsburgh. He might even be able to do a job at another team starting again. You never know. He could do a job at someone like the Texans if they were to lose Deshaun Watson. He could help stabilise that team. But I don't think going forward that he's going to be able to progress the Pittsburgh Steelers to where they want to be in 2021. 
it's hard because yeah it's tricky because of the quarterback situation because if they had a high draft pick I think we'd be talking about this conversation completely different to what we are now that's true I can't remember where they are in the the draft pick I think they're 23rd or 24th like yeah in the 20s yeah so but there is still a chance that a quarterback falls to that position um a good quarterback that is possibly a and Mac Jones, or even I've seen Justin Fields fall into that in a couple of mock drafts. And the Steelers could always move up in the draft as well to pick up a good quarterback in the first round. And I think that's where they should be aiming. They've said that they're not particularly happy still with the depth they've got at the quarterback position, and they'll be going after more players. So, yeah, I think they'll try and pick up someone in that first round. But if you're Ben... So I was going to say, so here's a question for you. So if you're in the draft, you're the... Steelers GM, who do you try and go for? Well, clearly you're not going to get Lawrence. He's going to be, unless you trade your house, literally for, who do you go for? It's tough because you don't know who's going to fall to that. I think if you got to number, let's say, 15 or 16, and people like Mac Jones or Justin Fields were still on the board, you'd do everything you could to then, you know, trade up and draft up to get one of those quarterbacks. Even a Kyle Trask, who might fall maybe second round, will be a good pickup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But if they can get one of these top five or top six quarterbacks in the draft within the top, you know, let's say 20 picks, then I think they should be trying to move up and get one of these, get one of these players. So here's a question for you. So you're saying, say they pick up, say they get really lucky and got Fields at 15, hypothetically. Yeah. What do you do then? Do you play him or do you sit him for a year? Well, it's a tough one. Obviously, you've got to assess him during training camp. You know, it might come to the come to the fore that he needs a year and needs to sit behind a couple of quarterbacks, you know, sit behind Ben for a year. But if he shows more than what Ben can in training camp or what Mason Rudolph can, which I think athleticism-wise is going to be a complete no-brainer he's going to be of course fantastic um then yeah why not give him a shot I think it should be that's why training camps are so good you always give the best quarterback a shot and uh, I think that Justin Fields would have a fantastic chance at starting week one with the I think you've just got to go the best of what you've got available and you stick with Big Ben he's not the long-term solution but yeah I think you just stick with what you've got for now yeah which look like so it does look like that's what they're going to do and you know I'm sure Steelers fans have got mixed reactions to it. I've spoken to a few that aren't happy. I've spoken to a few that are happy. Um, I think one more chance is what they want to give him, but I don't really see him progressing as a team past where they were in 2020. With no, I can't, see him, I can't see him getting any further myself, personally. No, and considering they just lost Marquis Pouncey, their centre, who Big Ben played with for you know, what, nine on a decade, and now he's got to form a new relationship with a new centre and... I'm not sure that this works out well for anyone. And I think that teams in the AFC North will be rubbing their hands together. I was going to say, if you're a Bengals or Browns fan, or even a Ravens fan, you'd be quite happy, possibly. Absolutely, yeah. No, definitely. Um, OK, should we talk about another quarterback situation, this time in Washington? Uh, an interesting team for me, Washington. I never really know what to think of them. Um, you never know before the season whether they're going to be a you know, a 7-9 and nine team or a 3-13 team or a 10 and 16, but they've just signed Taylor Heineke on a two-year deal. Um, played really well in the playoff game against the Buccaneers. 
Um, and obviously they've still got Alex Smith on their roster, although he came out this week and said that he wasn't happy with the Washington football team and what they've done to support him in the last two years. What do you make of Washington? I'm with you. They're a very strange team, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think they had to sign Heineke because if, as well as he did in the playoffs, you can't not sign him. But I don't know the ins and outs because we're not involved in the clubs every day, but you think they would have been more supportive of Smith considering how much he had to go through and come over to come back and play. You think they've done everything for him. Surely if you're Smith, you try and leave because someone would pick him up in a heartbeat. Oh, there'll be a market for Alex Smith, definitely. I've, I could think of a few teams now that would take Alex Smith straight away, even if it's just for a one-year transition phase. Agreed. Who are you thinking? Uh, well, again, I mean, it depends who leaves and who doesn't, but the Texans, again, will be another one if they lose Deshaun Watson. I think Alex Smith will be a perfect you know, quarterback for a year there while they try and sort things out. Um, sadly, I do think us, the Chicago Bears, would take him for a year, even though this might not be the dynamic quarterback that I necessarily want. He's got a fantastic relationship with Matt Nagy and might work as a, a competent quarterback for a season or so. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams across the league that would that would do with, even for his, his teaching and what he can bring to young quarterbacks, I think he's fantastic and he is a good person to have around the league. And it's a shame to see what's happened to him at Washington and not being treated as he should have been. Um, But what do you make of Taylor Heineke? We only saw a brief, you know, brief spell in the Buccaneers game. But in that game, I really did think he was quite, quite good. I thought it was quite impressive. Yeah, but there's a big difference in one Bucs game than playing 17 games. Like we've seen it with Wentz. There's some other quarterbacks. Tebow, I can think of various ones top of my head. It's all right for one game, but then if you're playing 16 games, it's a completely different ball game. He'll pro- to be fair, he'd probably get them six wins, I reckon. He'd yeah. get you sort of enough. Well, in that division, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you, anyone could beat anyone in that. But he played, I say, he played well against the Super Bowl champions and, in my opinion, probably the best defence in football. I think he's more than earn this chance to get a starting role with Washington and see what he can do. Um, no, he definitely deserves a chance, agreed. But it's a bit shitty of them if they bunk up, sort of get rid of Smith. Like, I think he deserves another chance as well. So what do you do if you're Washington then? Do you just do a training camp and then see who's the best player starts? Or Yeah, I guess, again, that's all they can do. Although I, I think it'll get to a point uh, in the off-season, maybe in the next coming weeks, that Alex Smith leaves Washington to um, to pastures now and yeah and it just remains to be Taylor Heineke and possibly a first round draft pick. I was going to say what do you do you trade up or what do you do? I think if you're Washington you trade up yeah definitely. I think there's the makings of a good team in Washington. They've got a good defense, a really good defensive line, um, good pass rushers, good corners. They just need that work on offense. They need a couple of playmakers and a bit of work on their offensive line and a quarterback. And they could turn into a you know, a decent team, especially in the NFC East. So again, if there's some good quarterbacks left before they're picking at 19, then yeah, definitely. Go up, trade up. Which QB do you think would fit in their system well then? That's a good question. I, I'd like Mac Jones there, I think. 
yeah, I'd, I'd quite like Mac Jones. I think he'd, he'd fit very well into Ron Rivera's system. Um, Trey Lance as well, but I don't think... That's that, what I would... That was my thoughts, yeah. I, I don't think he'll fall that low in the draft, no. which is the only problem for Washington. Um, and I think there'll be one of quite a few teams looking to trade up in that draft for a player like Trey Lance. But you never know. They might try and work on their offensive line instead to protect Heineke. They're a team, probably the team most in the league that I can't really get a gauge on. I can't, yeah. I can't work out whether they're going to be the best team in the NFC East or the worst team in the NFC East or the worst team in the NFL. They just don't really seem to have a an in between. Even last season, you know, it's um, it's a very strange, very strange team to me. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with Alex Smith. I think whatever happens. It was an amazing story for the league. Yeah, it was, definitely. Talking of Washington football team, what do you make of the name? So they're going to wait a year for the name. This isn't really news, but just your thoughts, really, what you think. I think keep it as the Washington football team. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't keep it as the Washington football team. You know, in that one season, obviously it's got nothing to do with the name, but they had a good season. They won their division. Washington football team is... As fine as it is, I don't really think that teams need to keep chopping and changing. They don't need to be called the Washington Firebirds or something. Washington. I think that's the difference between us being English and American. I think possibly, (laughs) possibly, possibly. But you can, you know, they've been branded as the Washington Football Team for a season now, and going to be another season. I don't. To me, I don't feel the need that they need to change it. I mean, I don't know what your opinion is on it. I. I appreciate that they're taking their time to change the name, which I get, but I think two years is a bit long. I think you should have given it a season. Yeah, I mean, if anything was going to be sorted, then it should have been sorted by this. Now should be the time, really, to me, before the draft, so you sort of get your brand and image for sponsorships and whatnot sorted. Um, Yeah, I I think Washington football team's fine. I think, yeah, yeah, I'm not really too sure, really. No, they're always a hard team to try and brand anyway. And uh, they're not a Raiders, they're not a Cowboys, you know, they're not a, a global mega team. Um, they're probably one of the smallest teams within the NFL. Um, so they are a hard team to try and to try. You and say brand. that, but their tickets, are season tickets, are in, they've got a big market in DC area. So yeah, it's it's different compared to like to me to the Packers or the Cowboys or. Uh, a New York team or an LA team. It's a different market. Yeah, no, definitely. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Washington uh, in the next few months. Definitely. Okay. Talking of another team that I really don't know what to make of uh, the Texans. Um, They've released Duke Johnson this week, along with uh, Nick Martin, who both I thought were competent, you know, football players. I thought Duke Johnson over the last few seasons has been a nice pass catching back. Um, and Nick Martin's been a solid offensive lineman. Um, where do the Texans go from here? To me, it seems like it's a bring and buy sale. They're just trying to get rid of everyone and sort of start again. Why would you get rid of two key players like that? I'm, I'm sure Texans fans will probably know a bit more than me and you, but you know, to me, it just seems like they're sort of just starting again, really. I don't know why they would be doing it, apart from saving cap. I'm not too sure. Yeah, their cap space is tough and they do need to free that up. But if you're starting again, do you then look at 
been willing to open trade talks for Deshaun Watson. You've got to, haven't you? Because yeah, there is, I mean, teams that would give three, four, maybe even five first round picks for Deshaun Watson. And they're still coming out and saying, no, we don't want to trade. We don't want to talk to other teams. But they have to, surely. They've got to. You know, yeah. it'll get to a point where he's either franchise tagged or he's, he's on his contract at the moment and he just doesn't play for the whole of the 2021 season. That's it's looking more more and more likely. I know we're early in the off season, but it's looking more and more likely at this rate, isn't it? He's just going to sit out. It is, and nobody wins through that. No. The Texans don't win because he's not playing. Um, he doesn't win. He doesn't win because he's not playing. The fans don't win because everyone wants to see Deshaun Watson play football. You know, and um, I think there's so many teams that are crying out for him that will offer just so much and could try and get the Texans back on the right path within the next two or three years. I think you'd be crazy not to. We said this last week, but going again, what would it take for you if you're the Texans to trade Deshaun Watson? Surely, if hypothetically, if you got given four first round picks, you couldn't not trade him. Surely. Yeah, yeah I that's think, too good to refuse, isn't it? I think so. And that's where I think a team like um, the Jets or, you know, even the Jags, although I do think they'll take Trevor Lawrence first. I think the Jets are in prime position for this with their two first round picks this year and next year. Um, I really do think they could be the team that he ends up at, as hard as that is for me to say as a Chicago Bears fan. But I think the Jets are probably the best best suited team. Um, if you're looking around the NFL, looking at all 32 teams, where for you would the most exciting spot for Deshaun Watson be? So last week we said about Carolina, but that for me, that would be the most interesting with him and McCaffrey. But if here's a question for you hypothetically, which we're going to come to next. What happens if Russell Wilson left and he went to Seattle? This is a very big if. I mean, he, he could, yeah, I mean, that's, that is a great if. Um, if Deshaun Watson goes to Seattle, obviously, again, they become a Super Bowl contender straight away in the same way that they are with Wilson now. But how much more do you gain with Watson that you already have with Wilson? I, I think Wilson's got obviously more experience, but it's just the fact you've got another high-level quarterback as your starter rather than... Heineke. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the Heineke. Um, he, might, he, he might come out and show the world what he's, what he's all about. But um, yeah, I think the Panthers for me is the most interesting team, definitely. Um, they seem to be clearing up a ton of cap space in the last few weeks to try and make a real push at Deshaun Watson. Um, I think. I think that is the best place for him. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think Christian McCaffrey, they've got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson as their wide outs with Curtis Samuel. Um, a half-decent offensive line, a defence that needs work, but can be worked on in free agency. And yeah, that's where I'd like to see Deshaun Watson if I'm not being biased and saying the Chicago Bears. I, I was wondering till how long you said that. I think I've got to be realistic. I why, why would you go to a team where you took Mitch Trubisky 
at number two instead of Deshaun Watson. I didn't want to mention it. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> He will still be thinking about that because yeah, yeah. across the league thinks about that. Yeah. I think about it. I have nightmares about it. I wake up in cold sweat about this. So, um, yeah, that, that'll be it'll be an interesting situation. I do feel sorry for Texans fans. That's for sure. I think they've had such a if you look at this time last year, I, I don't think they would traded um, DeAndre Hopkins by that point. They had a really good team. Uh, they had a team that just lost to Kansas City in a divisional round, and then in the space of a year, they've lost everything. I've seen it with the Vikings. We were Super Bowl contenders, lost everyone, and we were 3-13 and 13 the year after or something. I can't remember the exact record, but we were pretty much, yeah, we went from Super Bowl to pretty much nothing. So I've seen it. I know exactly what it's like. Yeah. 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 There's been no real news about um, JJ Watt this, this week, but again, he's tweeted out saying that he's keeping his options open. Um, he might try and find a team within the next few weeks. I'm still on the Browns bandwagon and trying to get that going. I think I might have tweeted about it earlier in the week as well, um, trying to get that going because, you know, Brown's going to Brown. They, well, how can they Brown with JJ Watt, though? What could, what could go wrong? Well, I'm changing. I'm now changing the meaning of Brown's going to Brown. I'm, I'm turning it into a good thing. Good. The Browns fans will love us. Yeah, they deserve it. I think they've had they you know, do. they've had too many years of hurt. It's like England in a you know a, a World Cup or Euros. I, I know the pain, and I don't want Browns and fans to do that. They've lost their team and got them back again. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, they deserve it. So we mentioned it earlier. Uh, we got Russell Wilson. Really interesting. What's been going on with Russell? Um, in my opinion. Everything now is moving towards a Russell Wilson trade at the end of next season. I don't think it's going to be this season. Um, I think there's too many moving parts. But with the way that he's spoken about Seattle in the last few weeks and the way he's spoken about how many times he's been sacked and his offensive line, has it got to a point this season where he goes back to training and things just can't work? The thing is, it's it's hard for us to talk because we're not in the Seattle media. We're just going by what we see on Twitter and NFL. But I think, as you said, I think he's staying. I think maybe he's just fed up and he's throwing his toys out of pram because he's just a bit annoyed of what the situation is. Um, and I wouldn't blame him the amount of times he's been sacked. Um, but you'd think Pete Carroll would do something about that, really, wouldn't you? Well, more than any team in the last 10 years, they've drafted offensive lineman within the first in the first round I think and um, every single one seems to have just bombed you know that gets to a point where you look at the general manager and you look at Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson's got to think what am I doing he's just seen Tom Brady go to the Buccaneers get put behind an amazing offensive line and he's been able to win the Super Bowl and Russ is going to be looking at that thinking why isn't this happening for me you know why not try and be traded get a coach that puts everything that I need in place, gets an amazing offensive line, let's, well, let's Russ cook, as everyone likes to say, and then gives him a go. I mean, I can understand, so, I can understand why he's frustrated. Yeah, I completely get it. So where, where would he go then? This is another what if for you. Well, he's only got four teams that he said he'll go to. Um, he said he'll go to the Saints, the Raiders, the Cowboys, or the Bears. Um, 
you know, obviously with my Bears hat on, yeah, would love to see him in Chicago. I think that makes us a Super Bowl contending team straight away. Um, I think if he goes to the Raiders, for example, they've still got so many missing pieces on defense that they're probably not a Super Bowl team, but closer with Wilson. Um, the Cowboys will re-sign Dak, so I don't think that's... Yeah, I, I think his move. best option would be the Cowboys, but it's not going to happen with Dak re-signing, is it? It's, no, and it's not going to happen with the Saints because they have no cap space. I think the Saints would make the most sense as a non-biased opinion, but it's not going to happen as a cap room, is it, personally? No, it can't. And um, I don't know if you saw the video of Drew Brees in the week uh, when he was pushing uh, that trolley of weights up and down the hill. Um, I don't think Drew Brees is going to retire. Do you not? You think he's going to do full U-turn and come back? I think he's going to come back. Yeah, I really do. There's um, uh, Check out that video if you can. He looks in great shape. And uh, his hair looks in great shape. He's clearly done a Wayne Rooney on that bad boy. But um, yeah, I think I don't think this is the end for Drew Brees. I think there's a part of him that he's trying to find out in the next two or three weeks whether he can do it or not. And if so, he'll come back for the 2021 season. I don't think he should come back. I think. I don't, I don't think he should. I don't think. Yeah, but I think it's the athlete in him, isn't it? That he always wants to play one more snap. It's probably why he's got to the NFL where he is because. Yeah, he probably just wants to play. But then Brady's the same, isn't he? Like, Yeah, but Brady, I mean, he's got his strict health and diet regime that's set up for him. Yeah, avocado tequila, one, one before every game, I think. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but, you know, Brady's obviously a completely different beast to what um, Drew Brees is and has treated his body in just the most miraculous way possible. But um, going back to Russell Wilson, I, as I say, I don't think he'll leave this off season but you know the sacks aren't just down to the offensive line Russ does hold on to the ball too long sometimes you know that's always been the case with Russell Wilson and um if you're going back to training camp and you're his offensive lineman what are you thinking about these comments you're not happy are you at all you're fuming this is a guy that you you have to be best friends with on the pitch and he's come out and said all this. It's making for a very toxic situation in Seattle. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting how it pans out over the next 12 months. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, with the Deshaun Watson situation, where would you want to see Russ? You know, I, I want to see him at a team that lets him do what the Seattle team hasn't let him do for the last... I think the Raiders would probably be that fit for him let him play because they'd just draft all our athletes which would suit his style of play but might necessarily not win anything but I think that would maybe all the Cowboys for that reason well they've already got an offense um, a fantastic offensive line you know um, with the Raiders so he'd instantly get more protection and more time in the pocket or outside it um, but again you're going to a team that as a as a weak defense one of the worst in the in the league you know, are you then going to get let down by something else? It's a really tough one, you know. It is. I'm, I'm very much on the um, Bears bandwagon here and doing a Cordero Patterson and trying to get him to Chicago and putting pictures up everywhere. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure this will happen. I don't think it will. Sorry to bust your dream there. It is nice to dream, though, isn't it? It is. You know, I, 
it really is nice to dream sometimes. And I know that I'm going to end up with Nick Foles as a starting quarterback, but my God, it's nice to dream. That's all we do in Minnesota. Yeah, I think that's really, that's really it. Okay, so I think we should talk about the NFC North. Yeah, let's go with the NFC North. So I'll let you start with a running order. Yeah, so we'll talk. We'll go from um, worst to best in the division in 2020. Um, as I said at the start of the podcast, we'll be doing this for every team and every division going forward in the next eight episodes, um, discussing what they need in the draft, what they've already got, what went well, what didn't, and um, their prediction for the 2021 season. So, the Detroit Lions. Um Detroit Lions 5-11 and 11 last year um, in my eyes didn't do anything to fill me with any confidence or didn't improve on the 2019 season at all had, had a couple of nice games had a couple of nice um, pickups in the draft but I mean what can you say about Detroit being positive or negative where do I start well being honest I mean obviously they've lost Maybe their best player in franchise history um, in Matthew Stafford um, and picked up Jared Goff, which, in my opinion, is a massive downgrade. Um, I just don't know where they go for the 2021 season. So for me, the biggest issue with the Lions is the defence. They've got the worst defence in the league and it's the most points they've allowed in franchise history, which was worse than the 0-16 team. So for me, if you're Matt Patricia... That's where you start. I think he's, you've got to go. He's gone, isn't he, Patricia? I just meant as a hypothetical head coach. That's the uh, first place. Yeah, that's I know. Yeah. the first place you start. So, yeah, but there's a lot of holes to fill. I don't think you could fill that over one draft, really, could you? I think that's going to be years of. Well, give me the positions that um, you think that they need the most. Secondary, the biggest for me. Yep, because they picked Jeff Okuda in the draft last year um and to my to my view in my opinion i don't think he played that well if i'm honest he wasn't terrible but i don't think he lit the league up as a a number three first round draft pick should maybe it's going to take him a couple of years maybe it's not going to be one season but i think it's hard for him to judge when he's in detroit i think it's yeah it's difficult so we got this secondary that needs work where else um I think it's hard because I think most of the team needs, I think O-line, they need some help. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's um, got more holes than Swiss cheese. It has, isn't it? It's horrendous. Um, I think it's without, I'm trying not to name certain players, but I just think everywhere, really, it's it's difficult. It's, but then how did they get five wins then with... I think any team on this day can you get lucky and pick up a few wins. Um, and they played they played some bad teams across the league as well. Um, and they picked up a, a win against us, which was mind-boggling. And they got five wins because they had Matthew Stafford. Yeah. that's That was the difference with that team. Um, they've got skill position players that could be moving on in the off-season. Kenny Golladay probably being the biggest one there, um, which would be a huge miss as number one receiver and might be somewhere that they have to go in the draft, whether it's in the first round or the second round or in free agency. 
But this this is a team for me that could end up having the number one draft pick next year. What you were saying about Washington earlier with teams not knowing where they're to be, I think the Lions are the same because you don't know if they're going to be the worst team. Are they going to be sort of a middle-of-the-road 8-8 and eight team? Are they a playoff team? You don't really ever know with Detroit, do you, really, where they're going to sort of land? No. Well, in my opinion, they haven't, you know, gone up in my estimations by getting in Jared Goff. You know, what does Jared Goff bring you that Matthew Stafford doesn't? You know, it, it that trade, I, I understand they get the two first-round picks in, you know, 2022 and 2023. But if you're looking at the Detroit Lions next season... Does Jared Goff inspire you with confidence as a Lions fan? No. But who else is... I understand why they've picked him up, but then who else is available? What else do you sort of run with? I guess, but there's a lot of good quarterbacks on the market, and there was a lot. There was a few different avenues they could have, could have taken. And they've got the number seven overall draft pick. You know, they could have used that as good, as good capital. So where do you go with the draft, with the lines then? What what do you do here? Well, I've seen a lot of mock drafts having them take an edge rusher, which yeah. I could definitely see. They need so much help in that area. Um, I think if they can pick up a, a wide receiver, maybe a Jamar Chase, someone along those lines, then yeah, definitely take a wide receiver. Uh, they need another cornerback. Uh, sure. Yeah. Surely line. you've got to give him weapons and get him chased so they've got some people to help out on offense. You have to, yeah. They've got a decent running game with uh, DeAndre Swift. I thought he looked really good at the end of last season. Um, they've got a really good tight end in TJ Hawkinson. Um, yeah, he looks good. He does. He looks like a fantastic tight end and could possibly be a top five tight end. So they need to fill Goff with these skill position players in the way that with the Rams, he had Robert Woods and Cooper cup. Um, he was a Cooper cup, especially on third down was always his go-to man. That's exactly what they need to do now. Get, get Jared Goff a go-to man. Yeah. But I do think they made the right decision in getting rid of, um, Matt Patricia and getting in Dan Campbell, whether Dan Campbell was the right man. I don't know. But, time will tell, really, won't it? Time will tell with that, definitely. So if I was going to give you... Um, if I was going to get you to give me a prediction of where the Lions finish within the NFC North and a record that they finish on, what would you say? Last. And I'm struggling to see them get more than five wins, six wins. Yeah, I think they'll regress from last yeah. year, definitely. And I think they'll end up with maybe a 3-13 and 13 team. Or a four and twelve. Um, they're definitely the team in the division with the most gaps, the most holes in the team, and the most areas to work on. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where they go. And I just think again, it's such a shame for Detroit fans. They deserve it a good is. football team. Yeah, I've, we've said in the previous episode we feel sorry for other teams, but being a Lions fan, I think it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it is. It is tough for them, and it'll be even tougher when. In my opinion, they'll be watching Matthew Stafford having a really good time in LA. That's going to be interesting to find out. Yeah, definitely. And we'll cover that in the um, NFC West episode. Okay, moving on from the Detroit Lions. Should we go on to your team, the Vikings? I'll let you run with this. Well, I don't know where to start about my Vikings. So I'm going to try and say this. I don't know where to start because... 
for me, I think our biggest issue is O-line. Because okay, yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins, I read a stat when researching this, he's got an average of less than four seconds in the pocket. How was a court like even if you put Tom Brady, sorry, Tom Brady or Drew Brees and that, how do they make throws and passes? It's it's very difficult. Um, no, you can't, yeah. People would say you'd have a more mobile QB, but then they'd have no one to protect them. So how are you meant to make any plays out of it? And then you'll just be predictable and everyone will just force the box, blitz you. You're stuck yeah. really, aren't you? Definitely. And I, do you know what? I actually thought Kirk Cousins played really well towards um, the end of the season last year. He struggled within the first five or six games, but I, I he think was getting no whole, time. I don't really know what happened, but the whole five games, no one turned up. I, no. I don't know what happened because I wasn't in the dressing room, but I don't know if it was because of COVID or perhaps... Were well, not or... in the dressing room? That does surprise me. I, normally they call you in and they feel like motivational talk. I know, yeah. I was busy that week. You know, I actually yeah, did a day yeah. job, so I couldn't let my day job down that day. Uh, you're a good man, Liam. You're a good man. <laughs> um, also, I think D-line um, is a big issue. Um, we had a player out... Um, and we obviously traded uh, with the Ravens. Uh, special teams were yeah. awful. Bailey cost us. It was costing us two, three po- extra points a game regularly for the end of the season. There was a long time where it just wasn't getting us any points, which cost us games. Um, but as a positive, I think Dalvin Cook was brilliant when he had the ball. Second best running back in the league. Yeah. And for me, the best rookie of the entire NFL season, Justin Jefferson, who so, broke... Wait, 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 wait a minute. Are we talking best offensive rookie or are you just going best rookie? Best offensive rookie. I won't I won't blow too much smoke up him, but best. Okay. But because he, he broke Randy Moss's record, who is the greatest wide receiver of all time. I'm sure people are going to complain, but I'm sticking my neck out and I'm saying Randy Moss is the greatest receiver of all time. And he broke his first year record like what more do you need to not get offensive rookie of the year than that I do you know what I agree and um he he was absolutely ridiculous last season and that trade with the Bills just looks like such an amazing trade for both teams yes it does definitely I don't Um, think I can remember a trade that that's where two teams have come off so well ever in the NFL I think losing Hunter and Pierce was that was an absolute disaster for us on the line yeah. um yeah um it's i think but i think one of another biggest issues we've had with the team is that we've been losing coordinators on a regular basis they've an offensive coordinator seems to be in every season so i don't I know, really that is a strange one i mean I, I don't really get how this goes on when they interview for the job um what are they saying oh yeah you can have me for a year and then i'm going to retire like surely they know that these people you know, either want to keep the job or stay in the job for a long time. You know, it, it's, I find it really weird that you're losing a, an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator every year. You can't be consistent. It's not like you could work at Subway for a year then get promoted to Burger King, is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very strange to me. The Vikings, at the, at the second half of the season, I thought were one of the better teams in the NFL. Um they just let themselves down at the start and really came back from yeah those record for that me they, those five yeah. games completely cost our season. I didn't think we were going to get in the playoffs, but that sort of completely blew it out of the water that part. Yeah, definitely. So 
you know, as a Vikings fan, you've got um, where are you picking in the draft? Like uh, 13 or 14? Yeah, it's about then. I can't remember the exact number where we're picking, but that sounds about right. So who are you going for in the draft? Who? What? What? What position? So Zimmer loves to pick D. We are 14, and he Zimmer probably loves will. D, yeah, yeah. And he probably will pick D. But for me, it's got to be O line. Yeah. However, it depends who's available. Like it all depends on the board. I think you've just got to take the best Iowa D line available on the night. I agree. I I agree. And I've the weird thing is I've seen a lot of mock drafts that have you taken another receiver. I don't understand that personally because of Phelan and Jefferson. I don't. And then we've had um, other players coming through. So I don't understand how. I don't get that. And you've got Dalvin Cook, who's a good, a good receiver as well, you know, out of the backfield. That'd be very strange to me. For me, yeah, definitely. I think you've got to look at that offensive line and give Kirk Cousins more time. I think when Cousins does have time and you can get your running game going at the start of a game, I think he's brilliant. I think Kirk Cousins is a very confident, he's a confidence-based player. Because if you look at the start of the season when he didn't have any confidence, he threw interceptions and that's where his stats weren't necessarily as good. But you look at the end of the season where he had confidence, he was brilliant. He was a really good QB. Like, you can't really fault him. To be yeah, honest. he's good. He, and I, I don't really understand people that have such a huge go at Kirk Cousins. I mean, maybe, maybe in prime time, he's not always delivered. But if you look at who we've played on prime time, is that his fault? Not necessarily, I don't think. I think, are we going to beat the Chiefs on Monday Night Football? Probably not, no. It's, so how can you sort of put it down to him? I think that's just one of those unlucky stats in sports, I think. Um, I think for right. me, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, he's a... He's sort of a, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl, but he's sort of a top half QB where, like, for example, he'll get you to the playoffs and win you so many playoff games, but he won't sort of take you over the line. Um, and I think it's sort of hard to judge Cousins until we get more O-line o in. Um, I think we're stuck with Cousins until his contract runs out. I think he's got another two, three years. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. For them. But, and for me, um, the head coach, Zimmer, um, he's got the eighth best win percentage in the entire NFL. I don't know why you'd sack him. No, I don't, yeah, I think they should keep Zimmer, definitely. And um, A lot of Vikings fans wanted him gone, and I'm thinking, do you not remember where we were two years ago? It's... This is why fans don't make decisions, you exactly. know, because we've seen it in all sports. We all want, As soon as someone has a bad game, you want to get rid of them straight away. So you say Kirk Cousins isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. Where, at the end of the 2021 season, what would you be happy with? A better win percentage than we had this year at playoffs. So even if it was a wild card, say we got 10 and 6 and we had the playoffs, I'd be content, I'd be happy with that. But we've got a really tricky schedule next year. So, yeah, I'm not really optimistic for next season at all. No, it's a shame, really. Cause again, I'm, I've got you know a few Vikings friends, yourself included. I do like them as a team, but um, I, you know if you can carry on your form that you did at the end of the last season, I think you've got a good chance at playoffs. Definitely. I, I'm not sure about a ten and six team, but maybe a nine and seven. Um, the problem, yeah, the problem is we've got a lot of holes in the team. So I'm probably being optimistic with playoffs, but 
But you think if Cook can play like he did, Jefferson, if Cousins is playing as well as he is, yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, do you think it's realistic or? I don't know if you can. Where Kirk Cousins is really good is where he doesn't have to pass too much at the start of a match, and he can. Rel- if you get your running game sorted at the start of the game, then I yeah you can you can win a lot of games. Where that doesn't work and where Cousins has to pass it a lot within the first quarter or the second quarter, that's when it becomes unstuck and he he throws silly interceptions and it it kind of all unravels. Um, I think realistically you'd be looking at maybe a nine and seven team. If you can pick up some help on offensive line, on defensive line, and get some work in free agencies, get some good players in, then yeah, definitely I can see you being a player. I think our secondary as well, because we need to, like, we've got a young drafted secondary, so I don't know, they need to turn up and start playing some ball. So, well, I yeah. what, um, what was his name? Is it Gladney? Yes. Uh, he was fantastic. Yeah, was, he was. Yeah, was really he impressed. Well in some yeah. games, yeah really impressed and um i think they'll grow into it and get better year on year but yeah i think you know getting some secondary help even if it's a veteran maybe a richard sherman someone like that who's who's hitting free agency or a uh, stefan gilmore i don't think we'd have the cap room for that unfortunately but yeah i think they would gilmore would probably might be a better fit perhaps yeah yeah um, yeah, I, to be honest, we need to. I think we need to get rid of Bailey as well. But then that's another thing is we seem to be changing our kickers on a regular basis. Well, that's always how, been. The thing how many times can you do that, really? Yeah, I mean, when have you ever had a consistent kicker? We did once, and then he cost us a kick when it meant the most in '98. But we'll move on from that. <laughs> well, so I, I feel your pain with um, Cody Parkey. So, you know, I've, I've been. You know it well, don't you? Good God, yeah. Okay, right, let's move on to my Chicago Bears. Um, Should we just skip this section? Yeah, well, I, sometimes I feel like it. and sometimes they feel, The problem is, Liam, they fill me with so much hope. It's they the hope that gets you. It's the hope that kills me and the hope of drafting uh, or trading for a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson and knowing what I'm getting is Nick Foles. <laughs> That's what upsets me the most. Um I was really impressed with how we started the season last season. We went five and one. Okay, it wasn't against the best teams in the division or in the league, but we did beat the Buccaneers in that run, and we had a few really good comeback wins. And then we went on a six-game losing streak to genuine contenders, Um, and then we came back and put Trubisky back in, and he won three of his last four, and we scraped into a playoff game against the Saints that nobody will ever remember, um, apart from for Trubisky's uh, Nickelodeon valuable player performance. Um, but going into the new season, we've got a defence that is Super Bowl ready. We've got a good running back. We've got good skill position players if they can keep Alan Robinson, and we'll move on to that. All they need is a quarterback. All we need is a quarterback, and I would give everything. I would give my left bollock to get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson in that team. I don't care how many first-round picks it takes, because if you get one of those guys, you become a Super Bowl-ready team straight away. What are your thoughts? Yes, I think, yeah, but when I was doing research for this, QB is your biggest issue, but I don't know if 
Wilson or Watson would necessarily get you to the promised land straight away. I'm not, maybe I'm being a bit pessimistic here. But, but these, these top five quarterbacks, yeah. we, we have always had bottom, well, in the last few seasons, bottom five quarterbacks. And we've still managed to go um, eight and eight the season before last and eight and eight again this season. You know, imagine if we had a top five quarterback, we'd be going 12 and four, 13 and three. It, you know, it's all we're missing. And it's so hard to look at it and know that it's not going to happen. Um, so if I'm a if I'm a Bears GM, if I'm Ryan Pace, if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm going straight for a quarterback in the draft. I'm not sure which one. That know. was going to be my next question for you is where do you go? I don't think they'll grab one in the first round. I think they'll go offensive line because we need a lot of help at tackle. Um, we'll get rid of uh, Bobby Massey uh, at right tackle and we'll get rid of Charles Leno at um, left tackle. So we need two new tackles pretty much and I'll get help straight away in the first round there. Um, if we don't trade for uh, Watson or Wilson and then maybe go for Carl Trask in the second second round so I was just checking a couple of mocks and yeah they've got they all seem to be saying offensive tackle I think that's got to be your best solution whilst you've got Trubitsky I think you've just got to try and keep him upright for now um, and then hope some sort of miracle trade happens at some point what what do you think we'll do with Trubisky I mean do you think we'll keep him on for one more year and uh, let let Nick Foles go or do you think we'll keep both of them? Or do you think we'll keep neither of them? I think you keep them both for a year. And I think we'll see what happens. And I think, yeah, you play your best starter and then get rid of the other. I think Trubitsky will probably be your starter come September. Sorry to fool you that disappointment. But no, it's, um... I, think he's your, I think he's your starter. And I think he will probably be there for most of the season. But I think Foles, you just sort of got as a security blanket, as a solid backup if he was injured for so many games. Well, Foles is always, and always has been better coming off the bench. Um, and he he always has, isn't it? It's like Solskjaer in football. It is, it is, exactly. Like some, some players just are better with a quarter of the game to go. And that's fine. But, and Trubisky, uh, do you know what? I'll give Trubisky some credit because I, I, you know I really like the guy. And I think he's a nice, nice person. But he was good towards the end of last season. But our offensive line played a lot better. He had a lot more time and the system was set up for him perfectly. And he had Alan Robinson who can catch anything. You know, so he's always got him as his third, first, second and third down guy. And we had Darnell Mooney who was, you know, pitch, uh, pitch stretching and was genuinely very good as well. But he can't do it for... 16 games we have to we have to trade for a quarterback even do you know what i would love if if i'm being realistic and it's not going to be wilson or watson sam darnold yeah i think i think he would fit really well in your system because i think it's hard for him to judge in new york because it's the jets and they've had a very terrible season and if you got offensive linemen to protect him I think, yeah, I think you could probably get 10 wins or something. Definitely. And, you know, you can't judge Darnold based on his last three years. Yeah, no, he's put a lot no. of bad tape out there. But he's put some good tape out there and he was in an Adam Gay system. 
So I'd happily give him a chance in Chicago. And for me, um, what I'd like to see at the end of the 2021 season is a winning record. That's pretty much it. We had a 500 record last year. I think if we get to 9-7, and 10-6, and six, maybe, then I'll consider that a good season and maybe a playoff win. You know, yeah, well, I think I think you've got to aim for a playoff win, but then it comes down to who do you play, are you home away, etc. But I think a playoffs would be another successful season, I think, for now. I think so, yeah. And if you can build on the good running game that we had towards the end of the season with David Montgomery, who I think it turned into a really good back. Yeah, that was in my notes of what I've got. Yeah, he looked really good. Um, I don't know if he's cooked good, no offence, but yeah, he was looking quite good at what I saw. It was, but they gave him, and this all works again. If you get a better offensive line, you get a better Outside. running game. Yep. You know, this. More gaps, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think. But will your defence be consistent for another season? Well, we get Eddie Goldman back, um, which is massive for our defensive line. Um, obviously, he took out the 2020 season. He opted out um, of, because of Corona. So. I think our defence has got one, maybe two more years of being elite left in it. Um, I think we've got fantastic corners in Johnson and Fuller, a good safety in Eddie Jackson, a fantastic defensive line, and two, well, especially one very good linebacker in Roquan Smith. And um, Danny Trevathan always does a job as well. So, yeah, I think this is the time. If you're going to put all your eggs in one basket, you have to do it now. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, you've only got a limited window. So, yeah, you've got to do it sooner rather than later. Well, so, other teams are doing got... it. You know, Rams are doing it. And um, we the need Buccaneers to be doing exactly the same. We all know. Yeah, Bucks did it. Out. You have to do it when you get a chance. So, would you? here's a hypothetical question for you. Would you take Watson for four first round picks? Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> It, I mean, you know what he's going to give you. He's a top five quarterback. Why? You, I think the idea of first round draft picks, they get elevated to something that they shouldn't be. You never know who you're going to get. No, you don't. And you don't pick. know where you'll pick. Like, for example, if you had him and you got to the playoffs, they'd have bad picks. So, yeah, or well, you could tank and get good picks. Yeah. Exactly. It just You just never know. Plus, you're never guaranteed if you're picking you know, in the first round that you're going to get a stud player. We no. picked Trubisky number two overall, you know, and how many number one overall busts have there been? There's been I've, so many. In Minnesota, I've seen very high picks busts. I'm familiar with it. There was one of my favourite ones that the Vikings fans will know, some of the older fans might know, was Troy Williamson. His catch, he was wide receiver. Catching was terrible. Um, originally, he blamed the sun being in his eyes why he couldn't catch a football. And then he said he, had, <laughs> he made up he had blindness. Wow. Yeah, that was that's a whole lot of special. Yeah, have a Google of Troy Williamson. He's yeah, that was that was quite a bad bust for us. Jesus, yeah, that's bad. It's safe to say that I'm guessing he didn't last too long in the league. Funnily enough, no, I'm not too sure why, but no, he right. wasn't in the league for long. He'll probably end up as our new quarterback. <laughs> Being the XFL. Ah, oh, the XFL. Good times. I can't good wait time. for our Patreon special about the XFL. Yeah, I'm excited for the XFL uh, now that The Rock's bought it. But uh, yeah, we'll move that. Move on to another. We'll leave the XFL. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with us in the off-season. I think the next few weeks will gauge where we are as a team. Um, so, so you've... 
So even if you don't go for a QB, you still think you go O-line then? You don't go for anything else? No, I think we need a tackle. Well, we need two. So, yeah, I think to me, as we saw with the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, it is all about a good offensive line and good tackles. And if you have a good O-line, you can even make a bad quarterback look good. So I'd agree. Yep, for me, I go straight to the offensive line. Okay, let's uh, move on to the team we both hate. With a I was going to say, isn't the episode end there? Like, isn't that the end I, of the episode? Trust me, I'd love to end it on this, but um, we have got to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, well. I'll, I'll talk about them. My favourite cheeseheads. Yeah, they are the best team in the division by quite a long way. Um, I was seriously impressed with, you know, their whole season last year. They were the best offense in football. Uh, Rogers was the best quarterback in football, best player in football. Um, they had a it wasn't a terrible defense. I think it was ranked ninth best in the league um, towards the end of the season. I mean, if you're the Packers and you're Aaron Rodgers, how gutted are you after losing that game to the Buccaneers? And where do you go from here? I think you've just got to hope you don't play play them in the playoffs again, have you? But you know, if you're if you want to win the Super Bowl, you have to beat these teams. That's true. Yeah, Rodgers. I don't think it was anything to do with Rodgers' his fault. It wasn't his fault at all. I think, again... I think Todd, it was the defence the game come down to. It was, yeah. 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 And, and Todd Bowles just brought the heat again. Um, but I'd say Rodgers has got a year, maybe two years left of really challenging for a Super Bowl with this Green Bay team. Um, they've got a lot of players that are hitting free agency or that they've cut. They've just lost Corey Lindsley, their all-pro centre. Which, I mean, he'll be picked up quicker than most people in free agency. Um, they've got Aaron Jones, who's going on to the free agency market if they don't franchise tag him. Um, and they've got a defence with a lot of holes in it. Um, where do you see the season going and what do you think that the Green Bay Packers need going into the season? So, I think defence... Obviously, the defence went really well, but... I think you've got to try and pick up some more players, surely, to try and... Or well, do you try and coach them up to try and... They're going to get rid of Preston Smith, I think, um, to make some cap room. So you're looking at getting some more edge rushers, um, some more linebackers they need. They need help at corner. Jair Alexander's a fantastic shutdown corner, but they need help on the other side. Um, they need help at safety. They've still got Adrian Amos playing there, and he feels older than time. Yeah, they've, they still need receivers as well. As good yeah, as Devontae Adams is, and as good as Lazard was last season, you can't trust MVS because he drops way too many way too many passes. And if they lose Devontae Adams for a long period of the season, then they're struggling. So do you think... The question I wanted to ask you is, what do you think happens with Rodgers? Do you think he'll stay in Green Bay? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely. don't think he'll go to California or anything or... Uh, it's not, well, he can't now, really. He's not going to go to the Rams. Um, he's not going to go to the Chargers because they've got Herbert. Um, I, the only team you could see him at in California would be the 49ers. His boyhood team. His yeah. boyhood team, yeah, which, uh, do you know what, would be possible. But, um, no, he stays in Green Bay for the season, definitely. But the question I wanted to ask you is, if you're Green Bay, what do you do with Jordan Love? I mean, that is one of the worst 
first round pick decisions of the last few years in it. And then that's no offence to Jordan Love. Um, it's not their position in need, and there was other players available they could have and should have taken. Yeah, I think you've got to you've got to let him go. Even after that pick. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, look, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. He's just won the NFL MVP. He's an all-pro quarterback. I think he's staying for a few years, yeah. He's he's not going anywhere. Um, so, yeah, with Jordan Love, you've got to, I'd say, put your hands up, accept your mistake, and let Jordan Love, because it's also not fair on Love. You need to let him go and play football as well, and there's a lot of teams that could do with him in that Talking- sense. Talking of needing teams, could you see him? We were saying about Washington earlier. What about somewhere like that as a backup, perhaps? Or oh, definitely, yeah. I, I'd even, I wouldn't mind him at Chicago. You know, I, I think from what I saw of him on tape at college, there's a very good player there, and the Packers clearly thought so as well. But um, I also think the Packers didn't expect Rogers to do what he did last season. No, they didn't. I don't think. Um, yeah, I think the Packers have just. I think you're right. I think they've got to try and draft couple more players in defence, maybe safety or something, and maybe some more weapons for Rodgers. And I think they should they should be aiming to compete again next season where they were. Yeah, I think they'll be looking at taking the division again. And I think both me and you can agree that I can't see it going any other way apart from to Green Bay. No, I can't not see it at all, unfortunately for us. And they've got... We haven't really spoke about the coaching staff, but Matt LaFleur has done such a good job. Yeah, but I had that in my notes about his system of how well he's done. They're like, If you look how they were under McCarthy, yeah, they're, they're like a different team. They're like a new team now, aren't they? They are. He's built a system that works perfectly with Rodgers. Um, and yeah, he's, he'd be up there for... He was one of my coaches of the year last season and the season before. I think he's got just a ridiculous record of about 28 and 8 or something in his first two seasons coaching. It's it's quite impressive. It's quite remarkable. So if you're a Packers fan, what kind of record are you looking at? What kind of players would you look to pick up? Where do you want to be at the end of the 2021 season? I think you've got to aim for 12 to 14 wins again. Yeah. I think. Um, I don't know. What, yeah, I think you've just got to try and aim for same again next season, but just hope maybe they turn up bit better in the playoffs or championship game again um what do you think well I think if you're a Packers fan you're thinking it's Super Bowl or nothing yeah you've got to you know I think that's really the way you've got to look at this team now um they haven't been to a Super Bowl in 10 years 11 years they're well overdue they're my early pick for the Super Bowl champions which kills very old very very yeah very bold very bold, but as I said before, they were the best offense in football. If they can keep most of that O-line together, then Rodgers will still have as much success as he did last season. If they can keep Aaron Jones on a franchise tag for about $11 million, I think you'll hit the cap, then I think that's an absolute snip for a player that good. And yeah, I think they'll be looking at 14 wins, 13 wins again, and we'll be the runaway division leaders. Yeah, they've got to be. Yeah, got to be. Um, I think next season, I fully expect a similar standings as this year. Yeah, same. I think it'll very much go in order or it'll swap between the Bears and the Vikings. Yeah, that was going to be my other. I think um, 
sorry Detroit fans, but I don't see anything more than four wins for you. Yeah, Bears and Vikings two and three, and then Packers running away with it in the NFC North. Yeah, I'd agree with you there, definitely. Good stuff. All right, good stuff. I mean, as I say, it hurts us to say it on the Packers, but it's one of those things. It's just one of those things that we have to deal with for another year. <laughs> Indeed. I enjoyed that. It was a good rundown on the NFC North. Um, next week, we'll be running through the AFC East, which for me is a fascinating division. And I really want to hear from uh, Jets fans. We might be able to try and get a Jets guest on. Yes, you've spoiled the announcement, but fingers crossed we're going to have the main Jets page fan on. So, yeah, that I'm inter- I'm really interested to hear their perspective because we only hear negativity. And are they going to be the same as us? Or <laughs> it'd be quite interesting to hear a different perspective. Yeah, it'll be good. And hopefully we can get um, can get them on for the next episode. Obviously, this isn't a promise. We will do our best to get them on. Um, and hopefully, yeah, where we can during the season, pick up guests and uh, go through the shows. Or if any other fan clubs want to come on the show, feel free to drop us some messages. Yeah, exactly. We, um, we'll we highlight the page. We'll highlight our Twitter, which is 4th and Out Pod. Um, we'll be getting a Facebook page up today and um, sending out the links for this podcast, uh, hopefully tomorrow, if I can get it up on the system tonight. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, don't forget to check out the socials. Yeah, definitely. We'll be actively tweeting, uh, looking for UK groups, looking for UK fans to want to come and join us on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, feel free to get involved and you might be hearing from us in the next few weeks. Look forward to it. Brilliant. Well, thank you again, Liam. It was good to get the first official episode out of the way. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was good fun. Good to get the, the show on the road. Yeah, so next week we're back with... Um, the latest news from the NFL again and with the AFC East. So looking forward to that. That'll be again on Sunday. All right, Liam, thank you very much. I'll speak to you next week. Thanks. Speak to you next week. Thank you.